Amen. Amen. I like that. I like that. It's groovy. Fear doesn't stand a chance. Come on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Praise the Lord. That was great, musicians. Absolutely great. Thanks for cranking it on that lead guitar. I loved it. It made me just want to stand up and dance. Fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. That's really kind of what we learned this morning, isn't it? A little bit between, you know, making the calculation for our lives. It's the revelation of the Lamb. The love of Christ, not my love for Christ, but the love of Christ, God's love for me, compels me. When I judge thus, when one died, or if one died, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, if one died, all were included, all died. And so we talked a little bit this morning, those of you who missed it, <clears throat> like uh, Brother Chip mentioned, you, you, you should listen to it. Get online or get it from the church, however you can secure it, but go through it because I showed you the difference between knowing yourself according to yourself and knowing yourself according to Christ. Knowing yourself according to a flesh life, knowing yourself according to a Christ life, knowing yourself in a spiritual life, and knowing yourself according to a carnal life. The distinction is just faith. Beholding the Lamb of God and believing and receiving that the gift, Jesus, wraps you through and through, inside and outside. You have an eternal redemption just with your agreement just with your acceptance. It's astonishing beauty that, 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 that uh, is a mystery. But it, it's being unveiled to us day by day as we live and serve and walk with him. So I'm really excited about tonight. I'm going to pick up on this, this uh, a little bit this morning, but I'm going to do it in a little different way. Uh, I know this is healing school, um, and all of us have pain points in life, don't we? All, we all have challenges in our body periodically. We have challenges in our mind. We have challenges relationally at times. All kinds of things. But everything that you will ever need is available to you. Everything you ever need is available to you, but not in and of yourself. It's in the gift. It's all found in Jesus. That's why Jesus has to be the best view for you. Because when you behold him, you see yourself. The truth of you is found in the revelation of the Lamb. You have his righteousness, gifted. You have his peace, gifted. You have his righteousness, it's gifted. Your standing before the Father has nothing to do with your flesh life. Has everything to do with your faith life. And this is what's so beautiful, and this is what's so motivating, this is what's so compelling, and this is why I get so excited about it. So I want uh, you to know that, uh, you know, some people say, well, I know Jesus saves, I know Jesus, you know, forgives us of our sins, but how does Jesus really free me from depression? A lot of people suffer with depression. How do people, you know, how does Jesus help when my kids are so wayward? My grandkids are so wayward. How, how does Jesus really heal the deep hurts and brokenness in my life? How does Jesus fix the financial calamity that I feel because I feel like I'm sinking? Well, I just want you to know that Jesus is still your answer. Jesus is your solution. 
But you have to behold him. You have to see what he grants, what he brings. Jesus is the I remember that old song, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Without him, there's no other Jesus. He's the way. And we always thought of that song just as in terms of eternal life, which is true. But Jesus is your answer for everything. So I'm going to give you a lot of different scriptures tonight. I think some of them will come up on the screen. I'm reading, by the way, from the New King James Version of the Bible. So if my wording is a little different than yours, that would be the reason. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your love for us. Hallelujah. We're the redeemed of the Lord, so we say so. Thank you that we can sit together in your presence and receive by seeing the Lamb of God. Thank you that we're included. Thank you that when Jesus died, we were in Christ. God saw it that way. We agree with the faith of God. Our faith functions, and we're stirred tonight by the truth of the Lamb of God. Let the needs of the people tonight be met astonishingly beautiful and quick and suddenly. Healing and restoration and wholeness and peace. Fix Uh, the points of our pain with the astonishment of the Lamb. And we thank you for it in advance in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So we find whatever we need in him. We don't find nothing in ourselves. Trust me, I've looked there. A lot of years trying to fix things, do things. I've never been able to fix anything in and of myself. Nothing. I can't even fix myself based on myself. But in Christ, this is where the answer and the solution comes in our life. So go with me, if you would, please, to John's Gospel, St. John, chapter 1, verse 17. St. John, chapter 1, verse 17. The Scripture says that the law... The law was given through Moses. Now, this is a reference to the Old Covenant. And the law was given by God, written on stones, right? And it was presented by Moses to the people. So the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Notice that grace, the favor of the Father, that's unearned, that's unmerited is on the side of Jesus. Grace came, the truth of grace came in Jesus Christ. It came in a person. It was brought to you in the person of Jesus Christ. Grace came, the favor of the Father for your life came in Jesus Christ. See, the flesh always tries to do and perform in order to be righteous. But no righteousness before God exists according to your capacity. None. The scripture says if righteousness could come through the law, Jesus died in vain. So your obedience to the law does not grant you righteousness with God. Righteousness with God was gifted by grace. Grace came through the gift, Jesus, the gift that wraps you. The righteousness that's accepted before the Father, is gifted. It's the gift of righteousness. And this makes a lot of folk really, really mad because it's too astonishing. It's like, you know, we got to have some skin in the game, don't we? we got to have some of ourselves and some of our capacity. We all want to be proud of ourselves. But the beauty of the gospel is it's gifted. 
Grace came through Jesus Christ. So your solution is in the Lamb. Your solution is always in the gift. Now, Peter, the apostle Peter, talks about the old timers. You know, the prophets of the past, those who, who lived before Christ. And they would proclaim that were, there would be grace for you. There would be grace for me. There would be a different dimension of living, a different understanding of who the Father really is for everyone everywhere. And so they talked about that grace that would come for you. So let's go to the Apostle Peter's writing, 1 Peter chapter 1. And uh, he talks here about a heavenly inheritance and things like that. But let's go down to verse 10. I'm going to read a couple of verses here so you can just follow along with me. Starting in verse 10 of 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter says this, of this salvation, this is the salvation life. Of this salvation, this is the grace life. The prophets have inquired and searched carefully. So he's talking about people before Christ. He's talking about your Old Testament prophets. And it says, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. See, grace is being delivered. Grace is being uh, ubered to you. Grace Grace is, 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 is coming through, through, through a heavenly carrier. Grace is coming to you. And they prophesied, they saw it in, 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 the, in the imagery of, of Scripture that grace is on its way. Grace would come to you, it said in verse 10, verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who is in them, so the Spirit of Christ was in these prophets, in them declaring and indicating when he testified beforehand of the sufferings of Christ. Now, what's the sufferings of Christ reference to? The cross. What did we, what did we learn or understand this morning that the love of Christ compels me? For I judge thus, if one died, the suffering of Christ, the cross. So they proclaim that grace is coming to you and it's attached to the sufferings of Christ. And then look what it says. And the glories that would follow. You and I live in glory times. This is the glory season. We are in a glorious season. I was talking to my friend, uh, I see in the audience uh, tonight, before the service this morning, and just greeting a few people and... Uh, she said to me, she said, you know, I, I first heard you preach in 1984, I think she said. And that's when our ministry started. Then it was up in Costa Mesa. So we chatted and I made a comment about the good old days. And uh, she said, uh, well, really, today's the good days. And I said, you're exactly right. In fact, today is the glory days. This, this is the glory time because we're living in the revelation that grace has been granted And we're living in the constant beauty of the love of the Lamb. So it says that the glories that would follow, look at the next verse, verse 12. To them it was revealed that not to to themselves, but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which the angels desire to look into. What I want to share with you tonight, the angels 
wish they had access to. What I'm going to share with you tonight is really a resting point for your soul so you don't struggle trying to get what you need. Where you take all the stress out of trying to be healed. Where you take all the stress out of your life trying to fix yourself. Where you take all the stress out of your life trying to be delivered from some addiction or flesh failure or sin or trying to fix somebody. There's a place of rest because grace is on the way. Grace has been delivered. And the Old Testament prophets proclaim grace is on its way and the angels wish they knew and understood the revelation that we get. Now this is where it gets exciting. Are you all glad you're here tonight? Look at, look at this. You and I have the best deal ever. Because the old system, the old covenant required our capacity, our obedience, our effort in order to be blessed. But the, the, the downside of the deal was if you couldn't do it all, you were cursed. What a bummer. You know, it's a tough deal. You're always living nervously like, dear Lord in heaven, am I doing enough? You know what I mean? But you and I live in a covenant where Jesus pre-approved each of us. And I like the pre-approved life myself. I like living by the strength of another. I like living in the authority of another. This is the Lamb of God. Now, this is where it gets really, really cool. So go with me to the next verse, 1 Peter 1, 13. This is what I want to teach on. Really, this one verse in a way. 1 Peter 1, 13. Therefore, because you and I have access to the revelation of the grace that is coming... Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, friend, let's think about this just for a moment. The scripture says, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, loins is kind of like in a human body, kind of like the productive or reproductive zone, huh? <laughs> your, 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 your thoughts reproduce. Have you noticed that? If you're not living gift wrapped, if you're living in the flesh, I guarantee you have bad thoughts. I guarantee fear thoughts visit you. I guarantee worst case scenarios about your life, about your health, about your wealth, and about your kids visit you. And they reproduce. The only way you conquer it is wrapped in the love of the Father, in the beauty of Jesus, being gift wrapped. So it says you gird up the loins of your mind so this reproductive negatives have no authority. Now, how do you stop it? Look at it. It goes on to say, it says, be sober. In other words, this is, this is pretty serious business. This, you got you to you anchor yourself. See, to live this life versus this life, you got to make daily decisions in, throughout your day. To stay with this worldview of you and this worldview of those around you, it really requires 
You're to be sober, sober-minded, so to speak. And now look at it says. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. Rest your hope fully. Now, what is hope? Hope is kind of the common definition is, is an expectation of good. Any expectation of good you want in your life, you set your hope. You set your hope. You rest your hope fully upon grace. Notice for hope to really mature and manifest fully what you need. Hope must be set in the unmerited favor of the Father. It's found in Jesus. We learn Jesus brings you grace. Grace comes through Jesus Christ. So it says, set your hope fully upon the grace. It says, that is to be brought to you, like it's in future tense. But actually, if you look this up in the Greek, it's written really in a present tense. This says in the New King James, at the revelation, like when Jesus comes or Jesus appears, grace is present. Indeed, that's true. In fact, it says when Jesus comes again, he comes with no reference to sin. You can read that in the book of Hebrews. It's astonishing. So at the appearing of Jesus, grace is present, of course. But this technically is written in the present tense. So it can be translated this way. Grace is being brought to you. And that word at is really the word in, E-N in Greek. It's in the revelation of Jesus. The more you understand and see and behold the gift, grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. This is why Jesus must be proclaimed. This is why Jesus in the points of pain of your life must be seen. Because what you need is found in the revelation of Jesus. Your solution isn't in you. Your solution is in what you see. It's in what you behold. Jesus, the Lamb of God, the living word. Grace is being brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. It's like I said this morning, you know, if I had a platter of Hershey Kisses and I brought them to you and said, have one, enjoy. Take two, three, four, five, whatever. If I brought to you some sweetness in your life, it might be nice. Some of you might say, no, too many calories or something. and say, no, thank you or whatever. But see, grace is delivered to you. You don't have to look for it. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to be good enough for it. You don't have to qualify for it. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. You don't have to try so hard. Grace is brought to you. Grace is brought to you by the revelation of Jesus. Do you know everything has a sponsor? Grace is sponsored by the Lamb. I was watching this afternoon after I took a nap. My wife called me. You know, I just fell asleep really good, and my wife called me, woke me up, couldn't go back. So I watched golf. The tournament, this guy from Canada won. You see that? Yeah, a guy, first-time winner. Kind of cool, you know. 
the whatever tournament. So he gets in the Masters next week. So, you know, it was kind of cool to see this guy win. But, no, you know, the golf tournaments have, have sponsorships. You'd never see a golf tournament unless there's sponsors. You'd never know grace unless it was sponsored. Grace is brought to you by Jesus. You know, every big event, like they're coming up, like what, tomorrow night is the NCAA championship in men's basketball. So if you watch the game tomorrow night, they'll have a lot of commercials. It's the sponsors, sponsored by what, some brewing company or automobile company or something. Everything has sponsors. All big events have sponsorships. The greatest thing the human race has ever experienced has sponsored by the Lamb. Grace is brought to you by the revelation of Jesus. If you don't understand Jesus and see Jesus correctly, you'll never understand what grace is. And you'll always be striving. And in the back of your mind, you'll always think all your naughty things are against you. No, God's discharged everything. He's got nothing on you. Your gift wrap. You're comfortable. You're comfortable in Christ. You can relax in Christ. You don't have to torment yourself and, and try harder. You have peace. Grace is brought to you by the revelation of Jesus. It's present tense. It's the word, the revelation is the word epileptus in Greek. It means the, the unveiling. It's revelation knowledge. It's the revelation of the Lamb who loved us, who wraps us, who, who shows us who we are. The mirror image is him. I love it. Hope Set your hope on the grace that is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus Christ. You say, Keith, what's this have to do with miracles? What's this have to do with healing? Everything. Let me show you in Jesus' life, Jesus met the needs of people based on how they saw him. Everything you ever need in life, as little as it seems or as gigantic as it seems, is found in Jesus. Let me explain what I mean. Go with me in your Bible to John chapter 11, verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. Many times when Jesus did a miracle for people, it was announced in advance or was followed up by a declaration of who he is. In other words, the revelation of Jesus, the epinosis of Jesus. So this is where Jesus' friend Lazarus died, you know? And they came and told Jesus, your friend's, you know, dying or dead or whatever. And Jesus didn't even get up and go. He, he delayed. Time he got there, the brother had been dead four days. I mean, what a bummer. So Jesus meets, you know, the family, the sisters, and Jesus makes a statement to them. In verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. What's he doing? He's, he's showing her 
a picture of who he is to bring a miracle or a solution for what she needs. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. And so they had this little conversation about what could occur or could not occur. And, of course, the sister put everything in the future. Yeah, I know it, the resurrection of the dead. Yeah, yeah, but what about now? So Jesus goes to the grave, and you know the story. He raised Lazarus from the dead. The revelation of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life, was needed for there to be a capacity for a solution to what they needed, a resurrection from the dead. Look over a couple pages to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. This is after, you know, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And then Jesus begins to teach. And he talks about the bread from heaven. Look at it says in John 6, verse 48. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said the same thing in verse 35. He said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. Notice Jesus revealed to the people based on their need. Jesus didn't tell Lazarus' family, I'm the bread of life. No, he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Jesus didn't tell the people who were hungry, I'm the resurrection and the life. No, he said, I am the bread of life. Jesus will reveal himself to you based specifically on what you need. And grace is being brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Then miracles are triggered in each of these instances. Look over a couple pages, John chapter 9. John chapter 9. This, this man was born blind. Let's just read in verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was, who was blind from birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? I tell you what, flesh-minded people are always sin conscious. Always. Jesus answered, neither. Flesh-minded people are always sin conscious. Gift-minded or grace-minded people will always behold the Lamb in the midst of everything that seems unfair. <laughs> everything that seems not to work. Jesus said, I, I've got to work. I've got to do something spectacular. So notice what it says in verse uh, 5. Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. What's Jesus doing? He's announcing. Now, the blind man is there hearing. What did the blind man hear? The revelation of Jesus for what he needed. Jesus didn't say, I'm the resurrection and the life. Jesus didn't say, I'm the bread of life. No, he provided himself to the specific need that the brother had. I'm the light of the world. And then what did he do? He healed the man. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Everything you need is found in Christ, and it's pre-approved with your name on it. Everything. It's found in Christ. Every time there's a new need in your life, 
you can have a fresh unveiling for your specific need. Grace comes with every unveiling of Jesus. Grace is brought to you by Jesus, the Lamb of God, who's got every area of your need covered. Grace comes with every unveiling of Jesus. Let me show you something real cool. In this chapter, back in... uh, Back in 1 Peter 1.13. Let's go back there if you can in your Bibles. Back to 1 Peter 1.13, what we read. Therefore stir up the loins of your mind and be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace. See, if you have a need of healing, if you have a need, like in my life, my goodness, I, I, there's, there's, there's challenges that I don't even know how to fully articulate. You know, that's how overwhelming they are. What I have to do is set my hope fully upon grace. For the beautiful people, the beautiful loved ones in my life that are extremely, uh, have urgent needs. I set my hope fully on the grace that is being brought to me. And then I just take time and be loved and set my uh, mind on the beauty of the lamb for the specific need I have. And grace comes. Wisdom comes. It always doesn't come calculated in the times, I think, but, but it's present when I need it. And it will be present for you as well. So it says there in verse 13, rest your hope fully upon the grace that's being brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Notice there's not a period there. There's like a semicolon or a comma. In other words, the thought is not finished. It's an ongoing thought. So what's the next phrase say in verse 14? It says, as obedient Children. Notice the Bible says you're an obedient children when you set your hope on grace and believe grace is being brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Obedience is found in beholding the Lamb. Obedience is not found in you trying to fix yourself. Obedience is found in resting in the finished work of Jesus. As obedient children, the more you look to Jesus and expect grace and favor and healing and wholeness, God calls that obedient. I'm obedient when I just take time and be loved. I'm obedient when I behold the Lamb for the pain points of my life in the misery that I experience in this earth arena periodically in life. I'm considered obedient by the Father when I behold the Lamb. Because grace is being brought to me in the revelation of Jesus. Grace is sponsored by heaven. And Jesus is the delivery system. You're an obedient child of God, not in your effort to fix yourself or fix anyone else but rather you are called obedient when you look to Jesus and see grace that's being brought to you. Just in the revelation of who he says he is. He is the bread of life. He is the resurrection in the life. He is the light of the world. He's everything you need. If you need healing for your heart, if 
you need healing for your soul, if you need healing in your big toe, <laughs> whatever you need, Jesus brings it to you. As obedient children, it says in verse 14. Notice what it says next. Not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. See, this flesh guy, if you're not beholding the lamb, if you're not living grace conscious and grace is being brought to you and gift minded, you'll live in the flesh. And you can shift here real quick. Have you noticed? <laughs> you, can, you, can be, you can be fleshly and carnal minded very, very quickly. But, but it says, when you're an obedient child looking for the grace that's being delivered to you, you're not conforming yourself to the former lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. As in, it says, as in your ignorance. Ignorance is not something that you do not know. Ignorance is someone you do not know. Let me say that again. Ignorance is not something you do not know. Ignorance is someone you do not know. Because in the revelation of Jesus, you have everything you need. See, people that uh, buy into whatever flesh mindset or flesh lifestyle and call it good, even though they're in Christ in their faith declaration, they just don't understand how to behold the lamb. They're not being loved in a deep way where the epinosis, the revelation knowledge of Jesus is revealed. And it says they're ignorant. Not that they're stupid, not that they're dumb. It's not something they, you know, something that they don't know. It's someone they don't know. They don't know Jesus as their full supply. So because they don't know Jesus as their full supply, they are crafty, you know, and shifty and whatever else. If you cannot trust Jesus, you'll do bad things. Every time we don't have a revelation of Jesus, we end up operating in ignorance. And we yield to the lust of the flesh and we sin. This is why it's important that you understand that grace is sponsored. Grace is brought to you by the revelation of Jesus. Whatever you need, he announces. Whatever you need, he is. He's, he's, he's fully your sufficiency. Let's go over to another little chapter of, of Peter. This is in 2 Peter. Go there real quick. 2 Peter chapter 1. Are you all having a good time? 2 Peter chapter 1. And let's look at verse 1. Again, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You and I have like precious faith 
How? By the righteousness of God. Until the righteousness of God is preached, you have no gospel. Until the righteousness of God is preached and understood that it's gifted, you have no good news. Paul said that it's the righteousness of God that's revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God allows you to be gift wrapped. The righteousness according to your capacity makes you strive and make you lie to yourself about yourself. And all you have is self-righteousness, which is a stench before the Father and gets you nowhere. Until you have the righteousness, <laughs> until you have the righteousness of God proclaimed and preached, you don't have good news. The new covenant is about righteousness that is by faith. And it's like precious faith. Look at it says in verse 2. It says, uh, this is 2 Peter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. This is the same word we read in 1 Peter. Knowledge, the epinosis. Revelation knowledge. Grace is brought to you in the revelation. It's the same word, epinosis. It's the revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. To increase in favor, to increase in grace is not to do more. It's to see more. It's all in beholding. It's seeing Jesus as he's the light. Of the world. It's seeing Jesus as your supply. If you have finding it, I am the bread of life. It's to see Jesus as Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer of your headache and heartache. It's to see Jesus, the revelation knowledge of Jesus. Grace and peace are intensified, are increased in the revelation knowledge, in the epinosis. It's in grace is being brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. It's sponsored by the Lamb. Grace comes. Grace is brought to you. Not when you do more, but when you see more. This is why your spiritual sight from this worldview is, is key. Because if you're not seen according to the righteousness that is by faith, you'll, you'll see everything according to the flesh and you'll live mad. I know, because I get mad. You live ticked off. I know. I get ticked off. You live angry. I know. The brother, at times, lives angry. Because life's full of heartache and headache and pain. So it's me seeing more and resting and beholding the Lamb who's doing all things beautifully. All things. Look at it says in verse 3. 2 Peter 1, 3. As his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life. Everything you need relating to your life is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. This is where grace is granted. 
He gives you all things that pertain to life and godliness. You're godly and you don't even have to try. You're not tied in anymore to the ignorances of the flesh. Because ignorance, like we said and learned, is not something you don't know. It's something you don't, someone you don't see. You're beholding the Lamb. You're not giving in to the old system of the flesh. You're living the Christ life. It says, he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge, again, it's gnosis or revelation knowledge, epinosis, epinosis, same word, epinosis. The revelation knowledge of Jesus, who's called us by glory and virtue. Isn't that amazing? And then it goes through this long list, if you're beholding the Lamb, this long list of characteristics and qualities that we all desire. Huh? Things that you add to your faith. You know, it says faith and virtue and to virtue, knowledge and to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness to godliness, brotherly kindness to brotherly kindness, love. All these things that we want in this life. But sometimes we don't live with those characteristics. The Bible gives you a reason why. Let's look at the reason. This is now in, uh, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. All the characteristics you desire, faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, kindness, love, you experience them in the revelation of Jesus. Notice verse 9. He who lacks these things is short-sighted. Even to blindness, you can't see. See, if you don't like the characteristics of your life, if you're living this life too often in your world <laughs> or in your family or in your whatever, and you say, Keith, I just can't stand myself. I'm, I know God loves me. I love God. I'm doing the word. I'm confessing the word. But I'm living like a carnal person. Well, you've got to change your focus. Because the Bible gives uh, indication that your vision is impaired. Because if you have revelation knowledge of the Lamb, grace is being brought to you. It's present. Favor is there. It says this, again, verse 9, look at it. He who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. You know, people who always live with sin on their conscience don't live according to the gift. They live according to the flesh. They don't believe they're forgiven. They believe God's got something on them and they always live sin conscious. God's diagnosis, according to this verse, is they've forgotten that they are forgiven. And it's a done deal. This is why the astonishment of the gift of righteousness needs to be anchored in your soul because your flesh will always show you what a loser you are. And if your flesh doesn't show you that, somebody else in your family will. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
somebody, somebody will, will acknowledge you according to your failure, right? According to your flesh, according to your humanity. But you always got to live in the revelation of the Lamb. This is the beauty of Jesus. This is the beauty of the Lamb of God. God's diagnosis is that you were forgotten, that you were cleansed from your sin. Let's go back to that verse, just back to 1 Peter 1, verse 13. Let me close. I want to pray for you tonight, but let's just look again. Verse 13, again, 1 Peter 1, 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Be serious about it and rest your hope. If you have a hope to be healed, rest your hope fully, fully, not on your diet or not on your exercise. Now, I'm not against eating right, and I'm not against against exercise. I took a walk today, a long walk, because I need to step up my energy level. So I've got this little app on my phone. So I'm out there, you know, walking today, and it was a beautiful day to walk. But, you know, it's kind of hilly around here, you know what I mean? And, man, chugging up hills. Jeez, hallelujah. But it counts your steps, you know. So I'm trying to do 10,000 steps a day, and I'm not there yet. So I don't know if I'm going to walk after church tonight. I've got to pray it through. No, I, 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 I need to make a decision. No, I'm not against eating healthy. I'm not against exercise. Do all that beautiful stuff, but don't trust in none of it. Trust the Lamb. Healing doesn't come from creation. Healing comes from redemption. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. It says, you gird up the loins of your mind and be serious and rest your hope fully on the grace that's being brought to you when Jesus just loves you. And you reveal the agony of your life and you see him as your solution. Grace is there. And that's where you gain everything you don't deserve. Everything. I preach myself happy. Did y'all enjoy tonight? Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, last weekend I was, uh, I came back two weeks ago from the Middle East. Last weekend I preached for a friend of, of, of Pastor Mike and, and Beth up in the Bay Area. And I did a couple morning service. Then they had a special night thing. I don't know. There was 120 people there maybe. And they said, Keith, we want you to come, but we want you to do, to lay hands on people. Not like a big prayer thing, just touch people and speak over their life. Because they, uh, they, were, they were doing a lot of teaching with the leaders on impartation. I know at healing school, a lot of times people pray for people and stuff. But it's like I told you that story this morning on Friday, this, this guy who's got this, this, he's got a parking lot company. And he said, Keith, man, I, I got a deal, man. They called me. He said, this, it's like to do the Greek theater and all the Wilton theater, all these big theaters and the Pantages and all of them. He said, it's, it's everything. It's, he says, it's gigantic. All the revenues. He said, he said, man, the revenues from it. And then he gave me a number. I'm not going to tell you the number, but it's, 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 it's big. 
But he said, would you pray for me? And I talked to him about Jesus being his full supply and giving him favor with something he could never get on his own. And he wept. And I laid hands on him, not in a spiritual way like you and I might understand, but by shaking his hand. Now he's in. And the presence of God is so rich and strong and solid and sound. I can't wait to hear what happens for the brother. And I can't wait to hear what happens for you. Because grace is being brought to you. Just because you behold Jesus. Just because you behold Jesus. If you have a need today and you want me to lay hands on you, I'll do that tonight. And uh, I'm not going to take a long time to pray for I'm just going to speak over your life. But if you have any need for healing emotionally, healing physically, maybe you've got a great pain in your financial realm, in your job, maybe you've got a big deal happening, whatever it is, if you want prayer tonight, I'm just going to pray, lay hands on people. Can we do that? I don't know if uh, uh, somebody can sing a song or play the piano or can you sing us something a cappella or I could, I could sing. Would you guys like to hear me sing? Hallelujah. Glory to God. But if you want prayer, let's all stand to our feet, lift our hands to heaven, just be thankful. And uh, just thank Jesus for his love for you. Thank, thank him that you're included. Thank him that you're blessed. And if you want prayer tonight for anything, just, just walk forward briefly while we've got our hands uh, raised to heaven. Yeah, that's right. Just come up. Just be bold. Just stand right on this line. Yeah, just along this line where it's kind of circular there. Can you all do that? Just stand on that line. And I'm just going to walk among you all, okay? And I'm just going to just lay my hands on you in simplicity. <laughs> and whatever you need, I believe Jesus is going to reveal himself to you. Every need is met. Let's just begin to praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for the precious people. Father, you know the pain, the issues of the, the lives of the people here. Father, I just join my faith with them. Thank you that grace is brought to them in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, as I join my faith with them, as I lay hands on them, as I bring an impartation of the gift of God for their lives, meet their need. Father, I ask that you give them revelation knowledge, epinosis, the revelation knowledge of the Lamb for whatever they need. Speak a calmness to their spirit. Speak an assurance to their soul. And let them find great peace now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for great grace for my sister in Jesus' name, the love of the Father. Thank you for the love of the Father. Siki Ahabasekabadanda. The love of the Father. God's love for you in Christ is sufficient. The love of Jesus, my beloved brother. The love of Jesus, my beloved brother. Revelation of the Lamb of God. Revelation. Grace is being brought to you, my sister. Grace is being brought to you. My brother, grace is being brought to you. Right now in the revelation of Jesus. Personally delivered. 
personally delivered by the Lamb of God. Grace is being brought to you. Be healed, be whole in Jesus' name. The love of God, the grace of God, the purposes of God prevail in your life, my brother. Grace is brought to you now in Jesus' name. Grace is brought to you in Jesus' name. Sitia halabason de basi gianda. Lembro shege besege si roba shanda. Just let God love you. Just let God love you. Hallelujah. Grace is brought to you, my brother. Sandoro boshikia halabaseke. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Sipia halabasondo. Grace is brought to you, healing and wholeness and blessing. Healing and wholeness and blessing. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Every need is met, my dear. Every need is met. Every need is met. Every need is met. Met, met, met. Your gift wrap. Your gift wrap. Yours. You have full supply. Full supply. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Grace is brought to you in the revelation of Jesus. Grace, the favor of the Father, the unmerited favor of the Father, the full provision of Jesus is revealed to you. Whatever your need is, the full provision of Jesus is revealed to you. Just accept his love. Just accept his love. Accept his opinion of you. Accept his opinion of you. Sando boshiki ahalabaseki. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, grace is being brought to you. In the revelation of Jesus, grace is being brought to you, my dear. In Jesus' name, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God is brought to you. In the revelation of Jesus. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, glory to God. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Grace is brought to you now, brother. Rest. Rest in his love. Rest in his love. Behold the lamb. Don't be short-sighted. Behold the lamb. Don't be short-sighted. Behold the Lamb. Sebiya halabaseke. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the services today. When the saints can gather together, we can worship you. We can love you. We can love one another. We can encourage one another. Thank you, Father, that in our lives this week, this is the best week of our lives. We say our lives are aligned with the Lamb of God. We are gift-wrapped, and we say that grace is being brought to us every hour of every day as we behold the Lamb of God. Every need is met in our families. Every need is met with our kids. Every need is met in our spouses. Every need is met with our grandkids. Every need is met in our world. We decree it. Sovereignly, supernaturally, Jesus, do your work. This is the glory days. 
Hallelujah. Where grace is granted, grace is available, needs are met, miracles happen. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise again. Bless you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Go ahead and be seated real quick before uh, our brother dismisses you. Hey, if you want some of the books tonight, uh, before we pack them up, get them. Everything's half price. Uh, my book called Beloved, my son's newest book, just came out a couple of months ago. It's awesome on relationships. It's just tremendous teaching. A lot of new teachings back there you'll like as well. Again, everything's half price. And also there's Hershey Kisses just for you back there. Uh, so take one of those as well. Great to be with you tonight. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. Family, if you would, would you just stretch your hand out towards Keith? As he picks up his Hershey kiss. I didn't want to lose He's it. hungry. He's hungry. I'm going to get a handful. <laughs> Father God, we just thank you for this man that you've sent, uh, sent to us as our pastor's been away. Thank you for his faithfulness and his heart to continue in the ministry, to be spirit-dominated and not flesh-dominated. Thank you for his honesty and his sincerity, Father God. Bless him as he goes. Help him to stay focused on you because the plans and the purposes you have in his life are huge for your glory, Father God. We thank you for this man that he would take the time to come and speak into our lives, speak your word, your truth, your spirit ministering through him tonight to us, Father. We are so grateful for Brother Hershey. Bless him as he goes. Brother, we love you. Thank you. Thank, thank you very thank much, you. Keith. Bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Family, go, uh, go shake hands with them. Let them know that you love them. Buy everything that is back there. I have the Beloved book. And if you're down, go get it. If you've been beating yourself up, go get it. If you've been beating yourself up, get tonight's message and this morning's message as well. The more you're around the Word of God, you will be blessed. Our God is faithful. We are grateful that he was here with us this weekend, that Keith was with us this weekend. We love you guys. Pastor is back next Sunday. I get to minister to you one more time this Wednesday, so we'll see you then. We love you guys. Have a you. In the revelation of Jesus, grace is being brought to you, my dear. In Jesus' name, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God is brought to you. to you in the revelation of Jesus. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wholeness and healing and well-being in Jesus' name. Grace is brought to you now, brother. Rest. Rest in his love. Rest in his love. Behold the lamb. Don't be short-sighted. Behold the lamb. Don't be short-sighted. Behold the Lamb. Sebiya halabaseke. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the services today. When the saints can gather together, we can worship you. We can love you. We can love one another. We can encourage one another. Thank you, Father, that in our lives this week, this is the best week of our lives. We say our lives are aligned with the Lamb of God. We are gift-wrapped, and we say that grace is being brought to us every hour of every day as we behold the Lamb of God. Every need is met. 
in our families. Every need is met with our kids. Every need is met in our spouses. Every need is met with our grandkids. Every need is met in our world. We decree it. Sovereignly, supernaturally, Jesus, do your work. This is the glory days. Hallelujah, where grace is granted, grace is available, needs are met, miracles happen. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise again. Bless you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Go ahead and be seated real quick before uh, our brother dismisses you. Hey, if you want some of the books tonight, uh, before we pack them up, get them. Everything's half price. Uh, My book called Beloved, my son's newest book, just came out a couple of months ago. It's awesome on relationships. It's just tremendous teaching. A lot of new teachings back there you'll like as well. Again, everything's half price. And also there's Hershey Kisses just for you back there. Uh, So take one of those as well. Great to be with you tonight. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. Family, if you would, would you just stretch your hand out towards Keith? As he picks up his Hershey kiss. I didn't want to lose. He's hungry. He's hungry. I'm going to get a handful. <laughs> Father God, we just thank you for this man that you've sent, uh, sent to us as our pastor's been away. Thank you for his faithfulness and his heart to continue in the ministry to be spirit-dominated and not flesh-dominated. Thank you for his honesty and his sincerity, Father God. Bless him as he goes. Help him to stay focused on you because the plans and the purposes you have in his life are huge for your glory, Father God. We thank you for this man that he would take the time to come and speak into our lives, speak your word, your truth, your spirit ministering through him tonight to us, Father. We are so grateful for Brother Hershey. Bless him as he goes. Brother, we love you. Thank you. Thank you you very much, Keith. Bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Family, go go shake hands with them. Let them know that you love them. Buy everything that is back there. I have the Beloved book. And if you're down, go get it. If you've been beating yourself up, go get it. If you've been beating yourself up, get tonight's message and this morning's message as well. The more you're around the Word of God, you will be blessed. Our God is faithful. We are grateful that he was here with us this weekend, that Keith was with us this weekend. We love you guys. Pastor is back next Sunday. I get to minister to you one more time this Wednesday, so we'll see you then. We love you guys. Have a